0: Good day, this is Kelly Dainer with the Pearls and Swine podcast. Thank you for joining me. Today we're going to be reading Kate's story, PCC's Dirty Little Secret, about uh, church leadership abuse and the failure of, of elders to... Uh, do the job that they have been called to do by the lord hopefully we can learn from kate and michael's story so we're going to begin with kate's it's been two years since the williams left peace community church which would like to remind you that these are all anonymous uh, people names places we want you to not be distracted by that, but to learn the principles that we can see in these stories. They, uh, the Williams would have remained silent had the abusive leadership not proceeded to crush others the Williams love. The Williams had an amiable, amiable relationship with Pastor Asome. He has pastored over 20 years in the same church and is well respected by other pastors in their denomination. Kate Williams described him as a good preacher. She said he could be charming and self-deprecating. Kate also noted that he appeals to people's pride and sympathies. She explained to me, Michael and I loved being at Peace Community Church. We loved the community, the worship, and a place to serve. We were deeply hurt that we felt we could no longer stay. All at once, we lost a place to worship. A church community fellowship with people we loved and we lost ministries that we felt God had called and gifted us to serve in so why did they leave and are now telling their story well it began several years ago when as a member of the church Kate was asked to help with the ministry at PCC she spent some time speaking with each of the members individually and it developed a committee to meet the needs that were expressed. After three years of serving in the ministry, Kate was asked to head up another committee, a committee in which she enjoyed serving at a former church. This is where her heart truly was, and so jumped at the opportunity. Kate felt free to move out of leadership of the first ministry as it was moving along smoothly. After about a year, she was involved in reigniting a ministry of PCC. In the initial phase, Kate called Pastor Insome with her exciting news that there was real interest in the ministry. She was also calling to ask if they had the church's support to go ahead with the ministry. The pastor was affirming, but was adamant that he did not want a particular family involved in leadership. Kate didn't ask why, but said, This put me in an awkward position of having to either find someone else or do it myself. Pastor Nisome encouraged me to lead. It seemed that she could do no wrong. Pastor Nisome was appealing to her skills, and she was encouraged. She wasn't really seeking out ministry opportunities, but rather being asked to lead the ministries. Kate and Michael were hosting an at-risk child and were struggling with feeling alone in their ministry to the child. She sought out a meeting with Pastor Insome to share those struggles in hopes that he would share some wisdom, having had experience with special needs children. She knew her husband, Michael, an elder at the church, had a disagreement with Pastor Insome the week before at an elders' meeting, but it did not occur to her that their disagreement could impact their meeting, her meeting with the pastor. From the very beginning of the meeting, he seemed cold and disconnected from her. She soon discovered why. Pastor Osome went on the attack, accusing Kate of all sorts of things and defending himself. He told Kate she was a judgmental person. He said, judgment emanates from you. You can see it in your eyes, and that is why people move away from you. He stated, you and Michael are so far off of how a church should be run. He confided in her that a staff member had told him Kate left the ESL ministry because she couldn't get along with the women, and that said something about her personality. The staff pastor confirmed later that that was not true. He told Kate that John, the elder she worked closely with on a committee, had issues with her. John, when asked the next day, said that no matter what she had been told, she had not offended him in the slightest. In fact, he considered her work inspiring. Pastor Nisome said, "I, I built this church and proceeded to name all the things he had done for the church. Kate began crying, and he told her, that my crying was good because now he could see my heart because most of the time I just seemed to be running around checking things off a list. She was deeply hurt by this barrage, which went on for 20 minutes, and was baffled by the hurtful comments he made. She felt completely blindsided. Michael explained there was no love, no gentleness, no kindness expressed. Kate says that she has never been spoken to in such a mean spirited manner in her life. In a later email to the pastors, Pastor Insome confessed that he had dismissed Kate and Michael and added he had done that with others before. He confessed that it was an offense to Christ's church. It is still unclear why Pastor Insome went on the attack. But soon she found she was not alone. When talking with another volunteer the next day, the woman said, I'm surprised that this hasn't happened to you earlier. You have made a lot of changes here, and Pastor and doesn't like change. I know of several people the pastor has attacked through the years. Later, the woman found Kate and reiterated her comments, noting that her husband had been verbally attacked by the pastor multiple times. Two days later, Kate talked with a longtime member, and the member told her Pastor Somae's behavior was Peace Community Church's dirty little secret. She explained that the pastor attacks anyone who perceives to be threatening his control over the church. The member shared with Kate, there are three groups of people related to PCC, the walking wounded, the unawares, and those who had left. As light was shown on the darkness of Pastor Insome's leadership, more was revealed. She said, I was told that he would destroy me if I tried to push back, and the best thing for us to do was Michael to resign as an elder and for me to quit the committee and remove ourselves from any activity that involved Pastor Insome so that he could not further harm us. Keep your head down. Remain under this radar. If you want to continue in any form of ministry, I don't know how many times I've heard and seen this played out by those who are suffering under toxic leadership in the church, an organization, or a business. Unfortunately, the one left standing seems to be always the toxic one. Well, there are number, numerous signs of toxic leadership. Though each experience has its unique flavor, there are many common factors. One of the techniques used by toxic leaders is to change the narrative. It didn't take long for Pastor Insomai to begin changing the narrative. The pastor became self-righteous in handling of the situation. He needed to bring Kate down to his level by suggesting she was just as culpable For the broken relationship they had. He said, if both of you, Kate and Michael, feel that the offenses are only my fault or the church's, I'm not sure anything can be done. Most reconciliation instruction used needs to include each party addressing their own sins. When I have tried to reconcile with people who are unable to identify sins on their part, it was not successful. I don't think it wise to seek reconciliation in those situations. I would recommend you read Ken Ken Sandy's book, The Peacemaker. Later, he wrote to her, In my letter, I was making the point that there is sin on both sides. But if you and Kate don't think you have sinned, speaking to Michael, I don't think we will be able to have a useful conversation about the conflict. He added, but in that case, we will need to discuss your roles in leadership at PCC. In other words, he was saying we are all equal in our sin as we all sin. And if you don't admit that, you will lose your leadership position. Apparently, he has always occupied the high moral ground. It was those other people that could not admit their sin, and he simply could not do anything with that, thus minimizing his own sin. In addition, several months later, in an apology letter of sorts, he told Kate and Michael that he did not have any negative thoughts toward Kate before the meeting in which he originally attacked her. However, in a letter to the elders, he delineated the reasons why he needed to confront Kate in that meeting. He evidently had done some premeditation. Pastor Insome also said in a note that he was blindsided, changing the narrative once again. Toxic leaders easily manipulate scripture to their benefit. Pastor Nsomé leveled the playing field by pointing out the biblical concept that no one is free from sin. There are frequently sins committed by both parties in a conflict. Though admitting that all are sinful, Pastor Nsomé sidestepped his own culpability by suggesting they needed to read Ken Sandy's book called The Peacemaker. It was a subtle shift from admitting his own sin to Kate's supposed sin. Ken Sandy founded Peacemaker Ministries to help churches in managing conflicts. It is is very helpful unless there is abusive leadership at work. Sandy acknowledges this. He notes in his writing there are different ground rules for managing abusive situations. In normal relationships, it may be helpful to own up to your own sins when confronting an offender, just as Kate did in one of the meetings. It may help the offending party humble himself and own up to his own sin, but the onus still falls on the offender and must be kept there in the confrontation, according to Matthew 18.15. Pastor Insome treated Kate horribly when she only came looking for help. It was his anger that built up towards Kate and Michael. It was not Kate's sin and should not have been treated as such in managing the situation. There can be no backing down from this or the abuser will take advantage and there will be no resolution. In fact, generally there is no resolution when dealing with abusive leadership or abusers In general, toxic leaders manipulate scripture so they don't have to come clean regarding their own sin. Toxic leaders also spiritually intimidate. After a meeting between Michael, the staff pastor, John, the elder, and Pastor Insome, that did not include Kate as she was not emotionally strong enough to attend, another meeting was arranged with Kate. There was still hope she had to salvage the relationship. Though Kate wanted to confront the pastor, she continued to work hard to win his favor. She shared with me, It was, it was an awkward meeting. I was in so much distress in encountering Pastor Insome for the first time that I don't clearly remember all that was said. I found it difficult to even speak. I had shared what I was planning to say with a longtime member, and they told me that was the stupidest thing I could do. They told us the only way to stay at PCC was to submit to the pastor. So at that meeting, I basically said I was a sinner, I was open to rebuke, and that if I had done anything offensive, someone should have told me earlier. Pastor Insome had already devastated me, and I could not risk being destroyed by him. Pastor Insome apparently was pleased by her humility and told her he didn't mean to hurt her. He stated that his issues were with Michael. He had effectively intimidated both Kate and other members into believing it was necessary to bow to his superior spirituality or suffer the consequences. This story is going to be continued in the next post of Kate Number 2, so look out for that post. Remember, the names used in this article are fictitious, but the story is not. Pearls and Swine does not publish name, places, or identifiable information, as it is our desire to keep victims of abusive leadership safe and to not distract from the lessons that can be learned from their story. You can pick up The Peacemaker, a biblical guide to resolving personal conflict at Amazon by Ken Sandy. Thank you very much for listening in today. Look forward to talking with you again.